Good morning, good morning, Twin Cities, Eastside St. Paul. This is Wesley Ray, your Ambuji foodie. Thank you so much for tuning in this morning. As you know, the Ambuji foodie show is a food show, so we're going to be talking about food. <laughs> as corny as that sounds, I mean, it is important. We've started the, this is the beginning of Black History Month, and so I thought it was really interesting to kind of talk about some foods that, you know, talk about our diaspora um, and our culture. Now, of course, many of these dishes and things that I'm going to be talking about, it may not be something that you personally have had, but, you know, it comes from our culture or our our backgrounds. And when you're thinking of Black History Month, there's so it's not just about, I'm sorry, I'm going to say, greens, fried chicken, macaroni and cheese. It's so much more. It's so much more. And trust me, it's not like I knew all of this as well. Um, and admittedly, you know, we'll go and get into it a little bit more. But coming from a Caribbean background, you know, that's those were parts of what we partook of. Uh, but that was like on a standard basis that wasn't you know there were specific times of the month or, or excuse me excuse me specific um, times of the year that we had a certain type of food or whatnot but again we'll go more into that uh, in just a moment but again I want to thank you so much for sitting down with me and uh, tuning in please those of you that are listening in on the radio on 104.7 FM WEQYLP St. Paul uh, shout out to you all. Thank you so much again for your forever support of not only the radio station, but definitely of my show. Uh, you know that I'm here every Saturday at 10 a.m. Uh, right here uh, at WEQI. But also I want to encourage you to uh, and invite you to follow me on Facebook and social media, Facebook, Instagram, such and such. Uh, Facebook is the Unbougie Foodie. Instagram is the underscore unbougie foodie, Twitter being at unbougie foodie. And then I also have a website too, uh, which is www.theunbougiefoodie.com. Um, definitely uh, hear past episodes. Uh, trust me, folks. Admittedly, I am updating it. I am updating it. So, yeah, you will definitely hear uh, more updated shows and so forth. And you'll see uh, a different content. Um, <laughs> don't laugh, but. I have a new laptop so I can do things that I really wanted to do. (laughs) 
that other laptop it was 12 years old yeah I yeah I was gonna say something about a movie similar but yeah it's it's been serviced it served me very very well in the past 12 years uh and it needed to be I needed to get it replaced so anyway thank you all again for taking the time out I hope you're uh, having that cup of coffee or maybe a nice croissant or English muffin and just uh, sitting down with me this morning. (laughs) So thank you. Um, As I mentioned, you know, it being Black History Month, it's important that we're talking about food from from the culture. And I was doing research online and I came across this article that I really want to share. And it literally has, I'm going to say, I'd say, we're not going to go through all of these, but clearly uh, there are about 38 recipes that they have listed, you know, 38, uh, oh, I love this word, jubilant recipes to kick off Black History Month. And this is an article that was actually uh, in uh, Food 52 uh, under one of their blogs. But uh, again, specifically for uh, Black History Month, uh, they were kind of doing like a virtual potluck and giving us an idea of the type of foods that one, you know, that you could actually present or share uh, at you know, to celebrate Black History Month. We know it's a time that, uh, even though it's a short month, so much is packed in it. I mean, admittedly, companies, but I'll say mine, the one that I work for, um, you know, because of having such a large um, group of African-American uh, employees, uh, not because of that, but based on that, um, that that group gets together. It's called Black uh, Employee Research Group. So we call it BERG. Um But we we focus on things for African Americans or for people of color, and and it's not just food. Uh, again, this is a food show, of course. So of course, that's one of the things that we focus on. But everything you know that is in relation to being a Black person in our community and what better way you know to you know focus on on foods and talk about foods so that is a part of you know something that we do so I, I meant to say all of that because there are companies that actually are focusing on their african american or black and um indigenous uh, individuals and people of color and wanting to l- turn their more of attention to them their culture how they're feeling about their workspace and and all of that it's it's important so again when we're going through all of this um just think of it as you know these are (laughs) these are (laughs) that's fun thing it's so funny. I'm sorry, my the new computer is talking to me. <laughs> sorry, um, but I was saying that uh, the company uh, is focusing on that, and as we're going through these different recipes, just think of it as a way of connecting 
and like I said, many of these are probably ones that maybe you never thought of or probably have never had. Just uh, we're going to say go with it because <laughs> they look so, so delicious. And yes, pictures are definitely worth a thousand words. Um, and when you're able to make it look good. Yeah, uh, it speaks volumes. So one of the first ones that I came across and we're not going to go through all 38, but clearly, um, yeah, there's there's quite a bit. The first one I'm just going to say to start off with is it's passion fruit coconut layer cake. We're not going to talk about that because that's a dessert. Really want to talk about like the savory, the entrees and so forth. So it's I'm going to skip over that one. But that one's kind of interesting because admittedly, I don't really care for coconut. I know that there are a number of friends that love it. Um, There are certain certain ways coconut is applied on certain things. Um, I will maybe just raw coconut on dessert is probably what it is because I'll eat coconut shrimp. I'll hello. Uh, Bleasians have a, 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 a dessert. I'll say a dessert or a pastry. Uh, Cause it's not just really a dessert that you have it. Cause you can have it at any time. You can have it in the morning or whatever. It's called a tart. It's a coconut tart. I mean, it is a flaky uh, crust on the outside and then the filling uh, or Yeah. The tart itself, it, it, what you put in the crust, <laughs> uh, is coconut, um, but it's it's uh, a mixture of like condensed milk and some other, and, and you know I believe it is pet milk, condensed milk, nutmeg, uh, I believe eggs too. But see, I don't know the recipe to it, so I'm I'm, a, I'm embarrassed by that. But clearly. That's the coconut stuff. I will have that or, you know, some other coconut things. But here, this um, this is just like the white coconut that's kind of like shaved off and then kind of like put on a cake or in frosting. I can't do it. Anyway, that's just my personal preference. But it's the very first one. It's a it's a dessert. I consider it a dessert. I'm like, no, that's not what we should start off with. We need to start off with one that is probably many are familiar with and that's shrimp and cauliflower grits uh it has a very rich uh, cultural history especially in southern united states i tell you it, it for some reason or another it seems to be a thing and i'm just i can't rightly say that i've had it that's that's so and i've had so many different type of foods and so forth but i haven't had shrimp shrimp and grits i'm embarrassed by that but see this one is shrimp and cauliflower grits so there's a little bit of of a difference um especially if you're trying to be more you know eat more uh, plant-based items or or dishes if you would and cuisines here this is you know creamy cauliflower grits and you know with a twist of course You're, you're thinking because Oh, you're so used to shrimp and grits and whatever. No, no, no. This is cauliflower grits. Um, so your cauliflower is seriously ground up quite a bit. Um, and it doesn't take much as, you know, for cauliflower um, to kind of come in like 
a beaded form almost. But they it's referenced as being a, a keto dish and very low carb, uh, very creamy, it's supposed to be buttery and smooth. And then, of course, you have the, the shrimp that uh, it's topped with. Yeah, so, I mean, you need to get into it. It's one of the items for, you know, Black History Month. Uh, foods, that is. But um, it's supposed to be a very simple uh, recipe, if you would. Because I'm looking at some of the ingredients. And it says cauliflower, butter, um, chicken broth, heavy cream, salt, pepper, and then shredded um, cheddar cheese. And true enough, you you could use some other cheese, um, but yeah, if you want to try to make it, you know, that very nice um, goodness of grits, there's that's another conversation to talk about because folks are like, "What do you put in grits? You know, is it sugar? Is it salt? Or what things do you put in there? Or cheese? Well, in this case, anyway." That's the very first one. So I'm excited to one day have that. I don't know when that's going to happen. But hopefully it'll be soon. Because it's it's something that seemed to be everywhere. I just need to find the right place to go off and have it. And that's a topic or research on my part that I have to do. But which let me, before I continue, let me give you the opportunity to if you would join the conversation and tell me some things, there might be some dishes or that I'm not mentioning that you feel are the essentials of the celebration of black history month or just black culture, not even necessarily black history month, but just black culture that probably thinking, okay, well that's not, that's not really, no, (laughs) no, Um, you're forgetting about such and such or you're forgetting about that, please feel free to give me a call here at the radio station so that we could discuss. I would love to hear your viewpoint on it. Remember, this uh, show is for you, for the community, and I want to make it as such. So the telephone number to reach me here at the radio station on the show is 651-200-3479. Once again, 651-200-3479. Um, the phone lines are open. <laughs> I love saying that. Phone lines are open. And it doesn't matter where you are. Uh, yeah, feel free to call. Uh, if you are listening, um, my internet um, users, uh, thank you for tuning in. If you would, uh, you know, through the TuneIn app uh, that you are able to download on any of your mobile devices, your phone, your tablet, such and such. Uh, and those that are listening online. So if you're visiting www.tunein.com, all you have to do is search for WEQY and you'll be able to listen to this show on a weekly basis right at 10 a.m. So keep that in mind, especially if you are driving around or maybe you're in another state uh, and you're probably thinking, gosh, I heard about this guy or this show and I don't really know how to listen to it. Well, there you have it. Uh it's always on Facebook that you could see this information, but how, how to get in contact with us, got to get in contact with me, uh, how to listen to the show. Um, yeah, just make sure you go to the TuneIn app, uh, you know, whether on your phone or on your computer. Anyway, the next one that I want to consider 
is and this one I thought was really interesting because I've never had this, um, but uh, it is this is number four. There's like I said, there are about 38 of these and we're not going to go through all 38. I'm going to be jumping around to the most interesting ones that I think um, I guess that would interest me and maybe I, I don't know, hopefully interest you as well. But spicy okra and corn salad. Um, when I was younger, um, <laughs> my sisters are listening. Um, they could confirm okra was not the best thing that we liked. I don't think. <laughs> um, even though it was cooked, it was stewed. Uh, it, it was served with like stewed beef, and we had it with white rice with coconut ri- white rice. And stewed bean, excuse me, stewed beef, stewing beef. That's what I should say, because I'm not trying to put the accent way out there. The stewing beef and then um, okra. And I think the okra was just kind of like overcooked. Even though it was flavorful, I just, the texture, it was just, it wasn't to my liking. I love you, mother, daddy. Um, yeah, uh, it turned out like very slimy. So <laughs> those days, those times when they were like, you probably would have seen in the refrigerator. Oh no, we're having okra, and please don't let it be the frozen ones because that's even worse. Oftentimes, it is just the you know the okra that they cut off, and yeah, that one is a little bit more. But even what made it worse is when it was the frozen one and then still tried to do it anyway i've learned to like it now uh maybe because it is not prepared in the manner of i don't know um overly cooked and very runny i mean when you tried to pick it up with your a spoon or a fork it just kind of like limped over Uh, and and it, so it was always okay I need to mix this with the rice and I need to have like the full bite and I don't really like to mix my food that much but this is like back then it was more of I have to do it I have to mash everything together um, but this dish um, kind of reminds me of it it's just that I've never had it with corn and with tomatoes. Everything else seems to be uh, a, a regular or on point. But clearly, it says this combination of corn, uh, of okra and corn, um, the the chef or the, the person that created it or shared it, if you would, mentions that it takes them back to their childhood. Uh, being from the South, their mom would literally put okra on everything and it always tasted so good. Your mom is a wonderful person then. And if you felt that it tasted wonderful and great, um, good, good, good on you. Good on you. <laughs> That's horrible for me. The next uh, is a peanut curry braised ribs. This one I thought was really interesting because one, it's ribs. But a peanut curry, I think this is a little... This is different. Um, it, it's definitely different. Uh, but the the person, um, the sharer of this recipe 
was stating that it is their favorite recipe without any type any question it's seasoned and coated with onion powder garlic powder ginger cinnamon and a little bit of red pepper flakes and then you braise them in the oven for over three hours and then there is a sticky peanut curry sauce that you also um can add or that you would maybe drizzle over it uh it just looks delicious and who doesn't really care for like a peanut sauce um yeah it it just looks good i think what they were trying to really go go for was braised ribs i think the peanut curry part was more of i'm gonna put my own little spin on it the braised ribs part is on point i mean clearly anything that starts off with rib oh hello uh the next it's almost like these come in succession but we're not gonna go over all 38 it's just that these are just ones that i'm like okay this is one that folks got would would have to agree with or would need to talk about buttermilk fried chicken is the next one can you see kind of a theme here <laughs> um not because i'm playing into any type of stereotypes at all you know for for our our black community at all this is being shared by individuals that are of african-american or of the culture (laughs) and they're just sharing their favorite things you know coming together as a potluck and yeah buttermilk fried chicken definitely not going to go into any type of recipe but clearly yeah interesting Uh, i it's hard doing a food show when you're hungry (laughs) or when you're going you know personally when you're going through a fasting period (laughs) because you're talking about food and you know you're you're all you're really not supposed to be thinking of any type of food during this time period (laughs) but uh yeah that's my that's my dilemma but clearly, uh, I enjoy doing it, so that's why I'm sharing these with you too. Here's a, here's one that's interesting that I thought it's sweet potato pop tarts with brown butter icing. So you again, you see the kind of like the theme that goes along with it. I'm just mentioning it. That's you know something that seemed very interesting. Uh, I it seems like one that I might even. Th- that one would think about making because it seemed very simple. It's just, you know, pay, pay, what pastry dough, I believe. And then, well, of course there's the whole step of having to create, um, you know, the actual inside itself. But yeah, it just looks delicious and it just sounds delicious too, because, you know, there, of course, is the pie crust, but then there's sweet potatoes, there's brown sugar, cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger. Oh, yeah. It just, and then it shows you how to make, uh, how to make brown butter, which this is just hurtful. <laughs> uh, anyway, going from that pastry to another uh, dish, more of savoriness is we're going back with grits and shrimp but here it's homemade cajun andouille sausage with shrimp and grits 
So there is apparently some type of folks trying to figure out, okay, the andouille sausage, is it a French or German roots? Whichever it is, you know, the Cajun andouille is actually created, you know, so that sausage makers can combine those skills all together. Uh, they have, you know, flavors of French and African descents, you know, descendants that they live in um, in Louisiana and they want to put all of that together with love. And so, of course, here you, know, you have that sausage, the andouille sausage. But then, of course, there is adding the, the shrimp and the grits along with that. Again, another Southern classic, you know, when those are all paired. Um, but it's, and we've talked about this, um, the, what is it? Guli, uh, 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 Gula Geechee uh, people, their descendants of slaves from West Africa. That was, you know, something very classic for them um, to have that type that type of meat if you would um so yeah there there's again another one with uh shrimp and grits but then when you're adding the andouille sausage here's one that i feel it's it's brussels sprouts but there is a a, a spice that you know i've not i'm not even familiar with it but it's called suya. Uh, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I think. We're going to see right now. <laughs> um, mm, it has another name to it. Suya or sire. It's a spicy meat skewer. Uh, that's a popular food item in West Africa. It's um, also eaten in Sudan and it's made uh, with skewered beef, ram, or chicken. Um, well, <laughs> there were other ingredients of the animal that were actually used as well. Um, if you're interested you could certainly find out what that is on your own uh but we won't talk about that but clearly it is uh you know from at the culture but here that spice it is it's an iconic uh, west african um street food um and so when you blend that it gives whatever it's added to uh, a very uh memorable flavor as they say but here you're putting that in with or mixing that in with brussels sprouts so you have that a western staple of brussels sprouts and then bringing in that you know the nigerian um culture or cuisine um, marrying those together and you have this wonderful dish and it's again referenced referred to as suya spiced um brussels sprouts I would have to assume that you have to get that from a from maybe a a local store 
I'm trying to think of one. And there, it, it slipped my mind at the moment, but there are, I'm quite sure there are a number of um, West African um, stores or Somali um, markets that you could probably obtain this from. But... Hmm... Interesting. Apparently, it's supposed to give it a, a nutty and smoky that 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 spice is supposed to give anything that it's put on a. It's still tender, or, but fiery, spicy, and smoky aroma and flavor. And it is what roasted peanuts. So it's a spice that contains ground nuts or roasted peanuts, red pepper flakes, ginger, bouillon, garlic, and onion. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, hmm. Very interesting. I'm sorry. I just I was taken aback by. That, that that combination of all of those, hmm, bouillon, garlic, and onion. I wonder if those all have to be powder. That's eh, just my mindset. <laughs> Trying to think of if this is something that can actually be. I'm quite sure it could be recreated at home, but I mean, it's it seems like a very simple um, spice to put together considering those are uh, like standard in uh, any grocery store but it's just the mixture of of the mixture of the spice itself or uh, is what is yeah it's it sounds so good because it's giving you ideas it's giving me ideas but it's also giving suggestions on what meats to put it on what vegetables and aside from the brussels sprouts that they're um, that they're mentioning that they're sharing i'm thinking of uh i wonder if it could be served over kind of like like with kale sauteed with maybe some onions my mind is racing now but again (laughs) suya uh, suya want to know that I'm pronouncing that correctly if I'm not somebody needs to call in and tell me Um, but yeah that's another one of those uh, interesting and again pictures are worth a thousand words and when you're looking at these Brussels sprouts with uh, seasoned with that with that spice delicious okay here is one we're going back to (laughs) interesting we're going back to uh, okra and this is stewed okra and tomatoes with chicken sausage. These, this is kind of a recipe of both, you know, that is African and also in African American history as well. So combined together, it's almost like a succotash almost. Um, if you're not familiar, you know, some folks do it with like lima beans, corn, uh, tomatoes. Um, I don't like lima beans. Um, <laughs> and some other, probably some other vegetable. I think uh, I've seen it with um, green beans. But here, this one is with okra. 
So it's okra corn, lima beans, and tomatoes. And then, of course, you add in a, the, a chicken sausage, you know, to put a spin on a traditional uh, dish. Um, and apparently another one served in the South. These are surprising to me or interesting to me because as similar as they are for things that I've had uh, in my culture as a uh, uh, Afro-Latino, it's, it's so it's interesting to see the, the correlation. And these are this is a fairly new article. Um, it was what, February 1st? As when it was actually um, published, so it wasn't something that you know was kind of like sitting on my heart for quite a while. It was just I know I was going to talk about you know black. Uh, it was going to be a focus of black food or African American food for Black History Month during the month, but it was like to what extent? Uh, there's gosh, they have one that's yam and plantain. Uh, I'm going to say it correctly, or I'm going to say it the way that you all understand it. But yam and plantain curry. <laughs> uh, Belizeans would say it yam and plantain. Yeah, but it's a it's a, a Nigerian, more of a Nigerian dish or but it's they said that it's a perfect dish for warming up on a cold night. They, but they describe it as being spicy, a spicy and filling stew. It sounds interesting, but I've, hmm, yam and plantain curry, interesting. But it's served with white rice, so I, you got me there. <laughs> Anything served with rice, yeah, yeah, you got me. Yeah, definitely got me. There are the staples, of course. There's which one? This one is cornbread, but they have a different spin on it it's sourdough discard which i don't understand why they call it sour, sourdough discard honey rosemary cornbread you'll have to re- probably find the recipe online and see it but it, there is the cornbread that's there so that's always that uh smoked jerk jamaican chicken this one uh definitely um it was created, it was, Jamaican jerk is uh, more of a way that was created by slaves that was, they were known as maroons. Uh, and so they escaped to the mountains of Jamaica and would blend a lot of spices together, uh, spices and herbs together, and then uh, marinate uh, maybe chicken or uh, a pig, um, you know, so that they would be able to survive, you know, and they would prepare this. But clearly this Jamaican jerk uh, is of importance. Trust me, the flavor, the taste, um, what you're putting it on. I mean, there can, there's so many things that you could put it on, but this specifically, and they're adding it on chicken. Now, I, I got to say, before I even continue on, if you, there is a, a number of places I'm quite sure throughout the Twin Cities that does uh, Jamaican jerk. If you've not had, uh, I'm just gonna put it out there, and this is definitely not, you know, anyone sponsoring. 
<laughs> the show. But I'm just sharing it. Burnt Chicken Cafe. I'm jumping around, but clearly you all need to know about Burnt Chicken Cafe. Talk about um, jerk chicken. I mean, just the, the whole chicken situation that Burnt Chicken Cafe. Uh, yeah. Chef Benet. Uh, yeah. So good. So, so good. So I'm going to tell you about it. And, and I jumped because of the fact that they serve such a great jerk chicken. They are uh, doing a, working in a collabor- collabor- collaborative space at Cook St. Paul. Um, and they are located at 1124 Payne Avenue. Uh, that's in St. Paul, Minnesota, 55130. They are... Let's see. I want to say 11 to 7, but there are specific days. So I don't want you to go there on a day and and you're like, wait a minute, what happened to them? I thought that they were open. Well, you know, it's it's certain days. I believe it's like a Sunday through Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Nope, Sunday through Wednesday. So hours of operation are Sunday through Wednesday, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Interesting. Okay, they've collaborated with some folks burnt nuggets and it would it would seem that there that some things maybe some i i think their items may their menu items change possibly i wonder i'm getting off track i know but it's it's just interesting to um see what items are on the menu see okay a smoked and pulled jerk chicken sandwich. Um, y'all, I'm telling you, uh, Jamaican spiced beef. I'm looking for this jerk chicken. There's jerk tacos that are there. Jerk dry rub wings. Delicious. Oh my goodness. So good. But check them out. Uh, you see why I made the connection, though. You know, I'm giving a shout out to them because there's just something about the jerk seasoning that he uses. The Jamaican jerk seasoning that he uses is just so good. Anyway, back to <laughs> the recipes. But clearly, there is Jamaican jerk chicken that is that you can serve for the month of February for Black History Month and it would be totally understood and yeah people would appreciate it and yeah okay as I told you some of these items some of these are there's it's almost like they're paying an homage to all of the things that you would normally have for going to a black cookout but they're putting a spin on things and I say that as I come to one that is sweet and tangy collards. I'm not sure about it. I'm, I'm going to be very honest. But um, it would appear <laughs> that it, it looks good. Um, I, I'm not trying to throw any type of nothing at nobody. But um, <laughs> it's I'm not used to this. Uh, sweet and tangy collard greens. So I'm, I'm, you know, definitely you're looking at the collard greens, or whatever. But 
I love how they put it, cast of players. There's, of course, collard greens. There's uh, diced bacon, onions, uh, grapeseed or canola oil. Um, let's see, apple cider vinegar. <sighs> and no, I mean, it's it seems good, but I don't know. I, I'm going just along the lines of it is collard greens that's there. and But sweet and tangy collards? I don't know. Someone else tell me what you think about sweet and collard. Uh, sweet and tangy collard greens. Um, and, and I guess they said they, they don't mind the traditional way of cooking greens. That's the only thing that's in the back of my mind. But they wanted to have... Uh, uh, something different about it. They did. I guess they didn't want to have it for the whole entire thing. So they want to put their spin on something. I'm like, okay, well, that's definitely your viewpoint, <laughs> and you did definitely put your spin on it. I'm not exactly sure if it, that would be necessarily considered acceptable, but yeah. Oh man, there's it's. I'm going to mention it, but we're not going to really go into it too much. But chicken and waffles, maple bourbon glaze. Um, yeah, that's it's not, it looks nice. It looks nice. Uh, Trinidadian uh, beef stew. Uh, you had me at all of it, <laughs> not just because it's from Trinidad, but the whole beef stew thing, you know, it's it's Caribbean. It's from that diaspora. It's from, you know, my culture. Things that we would normally make. I, I'm not Trinidadian. It, just saying that it's Caribbean-based. Uh, but clearly, uh, yeah, delicious. It The beef is marinated with cilantro, lime, chives, and thyme. And then caramelized in coconut sugar. And then, of course, cooked alongside with carrots and dumplings. Doesn't that sound good, y'all? Especially on a day like today, which I'm going to switch up again for just a moment. I apologize because I should have did this at the top of the show. Uh, I guess I was too wound up. But it is cold as all get out out there. I don't know how much frigid it's going to get. But, yeah, I had to bust out the, the four-season jacket. If you know what that is, shout out to you. But if you don't, just be glad you probably don't live in a place where you need a four-season jacket. It, yeah. Because <laughs> the four-season jacket, in this particular instance, it is needed. It is like two coats that cover four seasons. I know that sounds very weird, but this coat is very heavy. And when I purchased it many years ago, I was like, "Yeah, now nah, I think I'll be good. You know, whatever." Um, yeah, it's been sitting in my closet for a good two years, and now I had to kind of pull it out. Anyway, it's cold, so you could see why a, a stew, a beef stew, any type of stew, maybe even chili, would be great at this point. But here, this Trinidadian um, beef stew, and what makes it that is because of the different types of items that are being used. You know, again, that cilantro, that lime, the chives, the thyme. 
um, you know, you're cooking it in coconut sugar uh, or caramelizing it in coconut sugar. And yeah, the other items that are, you know, the carrots, standardly beef carrots and potatoes are just like, hello, that's a stew. I mean, onions and other things, but how you make it, how you, what you take from it or whatnot. Yeah. Oh, Lord. This is, since we're on this topic of uh, good, hearty, hearty, (laughs) and you know how my love for oxtail is, so I'm so very thankful that it is on this menu. Caribbean oxtail. Now, it is very savory, uh, but it can be spicy. Especially if you're going to put scotch bonnet in it. <laughs> but clearly, uh, it is delicious. And again, on a day like this, I wish there were someone. I wish there were someone that were making oxtail that I could obtain it. And um, yes, I know I, I could probably make it at home or whatever, but I'm being lazy and I just want someone else to do it so that I could go home and just pick. I mean, I could order it, pick it up from them and enjoy it in the comfort uh, of my own home under a blanket watching a television show. Yeah, binging, whatever. But here it is this wonderfulness. And again, don't be afraid of the oxtail. You you know you are getting some really good stuff when the person has prepared it with rice and beans. Or as they would say, rice and peas. Rice and beans. I'm sorry. Coconut rice and beans specifically. For those that are of the true, I'm saying, Belizean culture. Coconut rice and beans. Yes. With some oxtail. Um, that just would satiate anyone, especially on a day like today. Just leave that pot of oxtail out there, a large pot of rice and beans, and just you know, every now and then when you feel that that urge, uh, I, I need to get warm. You go and get yourself a a spoon of rice and beans, and then you put a piece of oxtail on top of that, and then that gravy from the the oxtail you pour that over everything and you go back under your blanket sit on your couch and enjoy that while you watch a movie (laughs) I'm just saying Uh, so that's the you know it's interesting how they went from they went from Caribbean oxtail and then there's a, a dish that's creole Oxtails do. I love y'all. Um, I would I would be interested in finding out specifically what is it. I don't know what the what the actual what makes it different. The, I would assume that it would be the seasonings. But clearly it's, I don't know, oxtail to be served any other way other than 
the Caribbean way. Again, there's got to be some type of some type of something about the the seasoning, because here it does say season oxtails with Creole seasoning. You can, what? What is that? <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, mm, I'm just. It's interesting that you're just putting oxtail so someone else just want to put their different spin on it. Not a knock on them. I'm glad that they did it. Yay. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one of the other dishes that's on there. There can, there are other so many other things. I'm again, like I said, I'm not going to go through the whole entire list, but there's like cakes, there's bundt cake, there's definitely breakfast food. So, you know, hello waffles. <laughs> But there's cornmeal waffles is how they're describing it. There is potato salad. Can we talk about potato salad for a minute? You know, hard-boiled eggs. Uh, oof, wait a minute. They said pickle relish. Eh, maybe. Eh. But mayonnaise, mustard, hard-boiled eggs. Um, for, I'm sorry, for certain Belize folks, they will have... Their potato salad with peas and carrots. Some folks may not like that, but then of course there is paprika that's on there as well. Um, definitely some versions. Definitely some. Oh, Mika. Ooh. All right. Uh, definitely some versions that are out there. Uh, just don't put anything weird in your potato salad i'm just saying uh gosh it's so many interesting stuff vanilla coated uh sugar coated vanilla peanuts sounds good right this one's interesting hopping hopping john fritters very very interesting because you know, we talked about that maybe a couple of weeks ago, you know, uh, about Hoppin' John's and how it is part of um, African-American or Southern food, specifically an African-American um, uh, community. Savory, smoky, a little bit spicy, but the way that they're doing it is, you know, they're kind of like putting it in ev- everything all together in a ball and in a fritter and interesting to find out if they're baking it I think might be baking it I think they're baking it Uh, interesting that they have but everything that we talked about you know the black IPs um, and it's just all in you know together in this small little fritter and they're bite size. So again, it's just interesting that very interesting. No, they're actually they are actually air frying it, folks. I'm telling you, your air fryer can do so many things. But here they're using an air fryer because it looked the way that they have it, it looked looked as though uh it was baked a bit. But I, I suppose any type of fritter can you know be be fried or maybe deep fried anyway 
but it looks like you could be you could do it also in an air fryer as well it's just so interesting you know the creative ways that folks are coming together with uh still paying homage to their their roots uh but again all of these are ones that are they're sharing through their virtual potluck of what you know for black history month again there are so many more there's catfish on the menu there's definitely the <laughs> lemon pepper wings <laughs> but with honey uh there is um interesting this is barbecue lentils over grits so grits is one that's really on the on the menu quite a bit but barbecue lentils very interesting it sounds delicious but it says that sweet and smoky for the lentils it looks good honestly i would uh, see i'd have to mix that up and everything you know in the in the grits and but those those lentils have onions i could see the onions there's it's wonderful it's it's a good it's a good mixture of these different items that um that they're sharing hello buttermilk buttermilk biscuits definitely have to be on the menu there's no question about that um black ips is just a staple that's always going to be a staple but depending upon what you're going to add in it here this one there's a difference of just the black eye uh, peas themselves uh, here this looks like they've added some um i don't know it it looks as though it's kind of a, a golden color and the, the the peas are in it or have been cooking in it as well so i don't know if it's a some type of curry or something that it's, it's associated with but it's a it looks wonderful actually i tell you if you're interested in finding out more about um these foods um that i was these recipes i mean not say foods these recipes um food 52 is a great place to go and check out a number of different recipes and uh so it'll tell a story and then give you a recipe either within the story or at the end of the story. But it's a great place for folks to, you know, if you're interested in finding out about a particular, I'll just say a particular cuisine, you could go there uh, to Food 52 and learn so much, so much. This I just thought was a really interesting article to share. And I was like, man, OK, well, um, I really I, I want to share that you know with with folks with the with the community because it is you know black history month and uh we'll be talking more about other other topics that have to do with black chefs i i want to focus on that i really have an interest in talking with some chefs so if you know any specifically in your community that are willing to come on the show and share their viewpoint believe me this is a it's a covid safe space if you would you know we'll we'll definitely could you know six feet apart and do the social distancing um you could definitely feel uh, comfortable and know that it's not a a spot or a place where you know there are crowds of people um we'll still be respectful uh, but I would really love if 
maybe any recommendations that folks would have of black chefs that are in the community that are interested in having that type of conversation anytime during the month of, uh, of February uh, I'd like to extend that further it's not just February um, specifically but I for I've just been con- focusing on it more so now than ever um, lately been seeing more and more chefs of color uh, they're doing things, but I think I, I want to be able to have a any type of conversation with them about what they're doing within the community. What two uh, last week I had I had a wonderful conversation with um, Chef J. Paul Johnson. That was that was awesome, and hope to again. Uh, I know that he's going to be back on again, but I want to further that conversation uh, with other. Uh, other chefs, uh, individuals like Chef Manny. Um, um, I hope you are listening, or we'll have an opportunity one day to come back on the show and we can discuss further about your thoughts on the community. I know how strongly you feel about feeding the community, Chef um, Jametta Raspberry, and others. So many others. There, there's so many others also that I would like to invite back just to have a conversation about what they're doing within the community as a as a black chef um black other black business owners too that are interested in having conversations about food within the community and what they're doing and what they see needs to improve what needs to change all of that so you know, again remember this show is for you for the community so if you have any suggestions please feel free uh you are you have all rights to call and let me know or you could send me an email and you know let me know that way as well uh that email is the foodie at gmail.com or you could always reach me on facebook which is again the unbougie foodie uh or any of my other social medias as well please once again uh join us next week we'll have an interesting conversation uh more about food it'll be about black food though uh, so make sure you join in on the conversation and check us out next week know that we are here every saturday uh right here at 10 o'clock on 104.7 fm weqy lp st paul and as i end every show never let anyone tell you what type of food to be because really it is the food that brings us together with our stories and experiences and until next time folks people peace and taste it. Sit down with the Unbougie Foodie.